Action Man show. Oh, Action Man. Stunt crew type. Yeah. Every now and then finding photos pops up. What sort of, do they do like a, a western I never saw it, but I know that there were there were vehicles, there were motorcycles, there were fights, there was yeah, action man. Also, there was one like a, a major, a main person, a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there was action the action man. man. So like, you know, guys would get to play action man. You remember the action man character? The like, I think like Mattel or someone did it. Like it was a it was a cartoon, and it was a. You bought the the little figurines and you had the little crash cars and it was Action Man. Like he, you know, he fought people. He, you don't remember it? No. When you say the figurine, it kind oh, of sort of rings a bell. I'll get a photo of it and it'll it'll make you go. Oh, it's yeah. goddamn thing that's attached to him that he always has to yeah go to. Yeah. Can't just use your words, Aiden. It's all right. Just, yeah, it is Action yeah. Man. Oh, actually, that's not what came to mind. No. No. For some reason, I had a bit more fun. I'd like to have dog. a look at Action Man. Action oh, okay. Man. But that was, oh, yeah. I saw him, but he was way, no, he was too B-grade. Oh, like. yeah, I, I do remember. Yeah. That, feels, that feels later. I think he oh, came yeah, yeah. into my life, well, Action came around, I was aware of him after I was yeah. done playing with oh, yeah, yeah, action yeah. figures. Yeah, definitely. No, but actually, I think the original Action Man was like, you know, 70s, 80s, you know, heyday of action oh. figures first being a thing, like around G.I. Joe time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Yeah, there was kind of a resurgence and then it became orange and, you know, it was the whole like, action man because colour was orange. So oh. when all the photos pop up like now. Spiritually or emotionally orange. No, orange. orange. It was just orange. Was orange. Detail, fine. Yeah. It's torp. What was his end game? What was his uh, objective? What his MO. Mm, thank you. I think his, uh, his MO What's was action to create action, game? really. Action. It would be. It's not to pacify. It was <laughs> just <laughs> create action. It's pretty broad ideology, isn't it? I think so. Just yeah. very action. tiring. I would have thought, yeah, look at the, the, the hat. Yeah. Like it, he's Wait, just, what? He is action, man. Which one I got on now? Orange. Orange. Yeah, the action. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's what it my, takes. My stylish uh, high-vis one to yes. work on a construction site. It does. Yeah. I like it. I but think I'm, the... Um, the colours are nice. Oh, he's a masterful designer. Draplin is very trendy. I mean, the, right? the photos no, of he's, him. He's got this really like sort of niche uh, area in design where he's got a lot of fanboys and all, all he now, not all he does, he designs. Yeah. But pretty much he does speaking tours. That's, That's pretty, yeah, all his stuff there. Yeah, about yeah. design? Yeah, like him. He's yeah. kind of, he's, he's turned into the, like a cult of personality in a good way. Okay. You know, he's That's very, uh, he's big bearded. Uh, his heavy set, jean jacket, jean pants sort of look. American chap. American chap from, I think, Michigan. Well, I'm looking at your hat and I just realised it's a landscape. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. at the trees, they look sort of conifer-esque pine trees. Yeah, so his thing is thick lines. He sort of, yeah. where did he find he could sort of uh, bring out his thing to be a skill or to be, no, sorry, like a... Um, Where's his niche? So it was like one day and he thick just... Thick lines is kind of his thing. Thick lines. He just saw a licorice all sort and he was like, that's me. That's me. Oh, exactly. licorice all sorts. That's a beautiful design. What a wonderful thing. What a horrible flavour. <laughs> well. Licorice all sorts. Well, no, licorice. They're cute and they're layered. And they're, they're very similar colours to what you've got on your hat there. Yeah. So this orangey pink and thing. And there's always, a, I think, a little black band dividing oh, the colours. Oh, that's right, yes. Okay, and yes. Great. And as a child, I thought this was just... This is this is working out great. Me and grandmas, we get on perfectly. Get, like a, packet, a, get a packet of those. In ya. Licorice. Yeah. Licorice. Aniseed. Has, Aniseed. has it grown on you, though, the flavour of licorice? No. No, because when I was a little it's kid, I hated stupid. it. Now I love it. 
Really? Yeah, a little Why? bit of licorice. I don't know. Maybe it just got well, I find, I find uh, there are some flavours that I've come to enjoy or love and I'm really aware that it's a nostalgic um, thing that's happening because uh, I know the flavour's the same, but mm. it's, hey, this reminds me of that. There's a secret to it. What you could have done, what I, when I was a little kid, I'd get given them by Nan and I'd be like, oh, thank you, oh, yeah. and I'd peel them apart and throw, oh, away yeah. the, throw away the black bits and eat the coloured bits. Oh, is it only the black bits that are licorice? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought should the colour apart. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 didn't, I didn't waste investigate. Whatnot. You know, I had yeah. things to do. Oh, yeah, Jersey. Yeah, it's one of the one of the clips you had on. Yay! Thought we might. Right. You know, okay. Well, maybe. Um, do you think next week one of you? You're doing all right these days, aren't you? You can buy a pack of I, licorice I can all sorts. Some licorice all Thank sorts. you, mate. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll bring them in. And maybe we could do a little <laughs> experiment. How about oh, a taste test for people watching? Yeah, let's yeah, do it. No, I mean, it's very presumptive of me to say people watching since this is still multiple shows recorded without have, being released people yet. Have watched it. People have watched it, that's true. Yeah. You know, yeah, stay you know, tuned. I kind of want it. <laughs> I just want it to be this uh, Sunday night show, chill out, throw yeah. it on. Oh, it's some interesting yeah. banter. You know, I'm here with them, you know, a bit of the oh, podcast vibe. Don't be careful when you say banter. Uh, why? What does it, uh, it just makes me think of. Um, Dickheads, really. Banter? A bantering? No, there's no... Well, banter's sort of been bastardised now. Mm. The, the word has been taken for... I was hijacked by um, those jerks on the show that... Uh, I think it's a like a Geordie Shaw sort of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, like a bit of banter. bit of banter? Yeah. yeah. Like when, and, and the whole thing is like, it's now even been used for like, you know, guys on dating apps will be like, you know, I like a bit of banter. In other words... They want to be able to be fucking rude to the girl and have the girl not take offence at it. Because it's, it's like, oh, it's just joking, isn't it? You throw the cloak of banter you know? over like it and everything. That's, that's free reign yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, okay, so it's, it's a preliminary to something else later or mm. a conversation later. A bit of banter. A bit yeah. of, just a bit of to and fro. And then uh, nothing to it, love. Just yeah. uh, a woman up here. Didn't mean yeah. to... I like hold my up Aussie twang was just in yeah, my ears. Exactly. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, bit of banter. I'm gonna back off on that one. Yeah. To be fair, at the end of the day, it's just rude, isn't it? <laughs> there is something. There was a good cockiness, and it like in your put you in your place with the UK uh, suburban or what would you call that? It's not a suburban accent. It's just uh, streets. Mm-hmm. Kind of accent, or oh, it'd be I from mean, an area. Like there are so many. Are you talking like areas. the more Cockney accent? don't know what he just sort of did then. Well, a stereotypical kind of funny tough guy on a movie, for instance, would be my go-to in my mind. Well, that's, I mean, like I, I spent a lot of time in Nebworth, which is, you know, a little bit north of London. Uh, and the guys there, it's it's not Cockney because Cockney's a very particular East London. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's East London. Sorry, guys, if I'm wrong. Um, you know, it's a very, you know, particular accent. And that's the thing with, with the UK is you drive for 20 miles and there's a completely different accent. Um, but, you know, the guys that um, – the guys around where I lived, it was that – I'd describe it as just being kind of like the Guy Ritchie accent. You know, when you watch a Guy Ritchie movie, you know, it's, it's all the guys talking a bit like that, you know. That is the sort of um, go-to, yes, I would have, yep. Yeah, sure. so it's, it's definitely – you know, it's – because there's also – there's – now, so many levels of accent when it comes mm. to um, education level. So if sure. you think about the way the Queen talks, um, yes. she's technically been educated to the same level as her grandchildren who now speak very, very differently. So they do a thing that's commonly called sort of like a Thames estuary. 
So when you have the sort of received pronunciation of like the queen, mm-hmm. so you you have that you know that very plummy sort of like you know. And now we're here to discuss that. So it's got that high like, and uh, also yeah. drawn. Yeah. yeah. Whereas when you listen to to Harry, then it's, it's you know he kind of talks very very sort of normally, but at the same time you'll hear when I say but, I'm not saying but, which is the way that the queen would have said it. There's still a glottal sort of but. But. So they've sort of, done, yeah, Thames Estuary means that you're quite educated, but you've also, you know, you're still a bit street, you know. Well, I thought you do those yeah, accents yeah. very well. Well done. Thank you. Um, Thames Estuary. <laughs> Are you talking estuary? Yeah. Thames Estuary is in geographical water feature. Yeah. And Thames. As the, in the, the, the way the, the people talk along the Thames. So, uh, okay, so they've given it the geographical, yeah. this is it's where, definitely this south. Is what will happen. Yeah, it's completely different. This. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Um, on accents, I, mm. I learned the other day mm. um, that dogs have accents. Yeah, so uh, a dog in China from the same breed. You know, let's say, let's say you know you have a litter of dogs, and totally one of them goes to, to China and one of them stays here. Because I assume straight develop. away it was a species thing. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. No, species, no, no, but no, then no, no, no. The They will actually develop a uh, an actual you know a babies, change. Babies do that as well. So seriously, babies well, yeah. babies cry. No, I'm saying when a baby is crying, yes. depending on where they're from in the world, yes. and the the sort of sonic influences they've had from the moment of gestation mm, onwards. Sonic influences. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, so uh, impressed much? That's right. So a little bit. Um, Australian babies tend to be very monotone because we're they're used to hearing very monotone yes. ways of talking. So that's why you know, hear Australian baby, they're like, wah, I don't know. Wah. <laughs> That's great. You know, it's very much. This is great. When you, if you hear a this baby, is a bit. no, this is this is serious. Yeah. If you hear a Scandinavian baby, if you listen to their cry, then it's a lot more like, wow, like there's, a, there's a, you can Google it on YouTube. That's great. It's Thank a, you, yeah, mate. Thing. Dogs and um, babies. Korean. I mean, but Korean course, babies yeah. have a much more staccato way of crying mm. because it's the can influence. Can you give me an EG, please? No, I can't do one of those. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Very good. Well done. I had that. I was on a Bucks night with some buddies of mine walking along Darling Harbour. And I walked past a whole group. And as they walked towards me, I thought, why not? This will be fun. So I just went, And they turned around and went, And then as we walk on, one of my mates went, I thought it was Kenichiwa. Well, yeah, if they're Japanese, you fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting that that skill set uh, of, and it's not a it's not a racially uh, motivated one, but just uh, different genres like being with accents. Same thing with facial features. You're not exposed to different facial features, and within races, they gen- t- tend to sort of allot a little bit more. And so, yes, people are like, oh, I can't tell the difference between a white person or a black person or a, someone of the Asiatic region. It's sort of like. Yeah, because you haven't seen the features enough. Mm. But yes. then you do become accustomed to the features and you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's Korean, that's Asian, that's Japan. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did notice that. Well, I mean, I, I grew up in the out west mm. and there were, it was quite homogenous, you know, um, and then moving closer towards the coast and being exposed to all that. Took me a while, but it, mm. yeah, it's quite apparent after a little while, these um, subtle. I think there's also there. a sweet spot there. There's sort of like a, a back and forth of inland too far. 
Come back. Going to the coast. You've gone too far again. Mm-hmm. And mm. we're going to come back now. You're talking about northern beaches? Yeah, northern beaches, man. I, I didn't see a man of a gentleman of colour or family of colour until mm. like I was like 16. Yeah. Not that I wasn't exposed to a person of colour. It was more that you're not living in this suburb, Here's which a, sucks. Yeah. You know. Here's a question for you. So one of the coordinators that I work with, um, he lives on the northern beaches mm-hmm. and has done for 30 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not considered a local. It's got that because he's been there for, th- and and yeah. my whole thing is like you got these people that you know oh they they were born in Avalon so they're, they're an Avalon local sure and then they're turning around to someone like Lynchy and going oh no no you've only been here thirty years you're not a local yet and I feel like all the indigenous people are looking at them going oh that's cute of course <laughs> of course yeah it's horrendous it's so, it's so narrow narrow minded and just short sighted. Those attitudes of that. Some friends of mine actually did a really great um, sort of mockumentary series. Oh, the, the Peninsula thing? Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you ever catch any of that? No. So, like, there's this their, – their whole thing is they're trying to protect the northern beaches from boat people. So they're, they're on the beaches with their binoculars. And then at one point, one of them goes like, oh, there's, there's one, there's one. And there's a woman sitting on the beach in a scarf. Yeah. She's like, they're boat person, boat person. She goes running down the beach with her little, like, you know, the vest on the whole bit, gets, gets up and she's like, you, and pulls the scarf off. And this bald woman turns around and she's like, oh, 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 I'm, so, I'm sorry. And she's like, what the fuck? And she goes, oh, it's just the scarf. She's like, yeah, I'm having chemo. <laughs> what are you? D-? And she's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Look, looks really good. Looks, looks great, by the way. And then like, takes off. It's great. There was a, uh, I remember seeing uh, a Vimeo clip or something of just a cinematographer and I was like, oh, and he's from the region and he's doing this little interview-like thing and it's just people in the, in the rock pools as they are swimming in the morning and, oh, there's nothing like the peninsula. No place, no better place in the world. And that's, that's them distilled down to a T. There's nothing better than this place. Mm-hmm. That they don't have the, the scope to be like, oh, maybe some other cool places somewhere. Maybe mm-hmm. Japan has some really nice places, Costa Rica, who knows. No, no, yeah. nothing better than I, this I, rock pool on the peninsula here where yeah. me and my three other people feel incredibly titled. I do. I know yeah. a lot of people that were living on the northern beaches during lockdown and mm-hmm. were just like, oh, we loved it. We didn't have to leave. It was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I love the story. There was a James Valentine on 702 ABC had a, a call-in section. It was like, oh, what's something in your family that you was passed down that you regret or they regret doing? And supposedly in their family, their great-grandfather was the lighthouse keeper at Palm Beach. And it come to the end of his term. And this is, you know, it's obviously way before it's been developed. It's just a sandbar essentially. It's a glorified sandbar. It has the lighthouse and maybe a scattering of a couple of houses but nothing really. Um, And it was like, well, thanks, Bob, for doing your thing, uh, your service. You can have a stipend for the rest of your life or whatever the pounds were or you can have Palm Beach. It's up to you. And he's like, well, well, I don't really want to this landmass. Like, I'm not going to do anything with it. Oof. So I'll take the stipend. That'd be great. Oh. <laughs> oh. So it's that great. Imagine that in your family. So there's that, that little bit of force. Great grandfather, Greg. That's, wow. It's got to be like back in the day having someone go, oh, I don't really have much money to pay you for this job. So you can either have uh, this iPhone or like I've got a thousand Bitcoin. That's this new <laughs> currency that um, you'd be like, give me the iPhone. Dickhead. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's insane. The gentleman who uh, got the highest uh, paid artist in the world is... Uh, was from ba- No, no, no. Um, shit, now I'm, I'm forgetting it now. He's Instagram gentleman. He posts artwork every single day for the last 10 years. So 
though he's a CGI artist and he's going to come to me in a second as I'm doing the conversation. But he sold uh, through NFTs, non-fungible tokens, through uh, Bitcoin-like stuff um, for $34 million, I think an artwork was for. Or maybe an artwork that was a, a combination of all these artworks together in a sort of, sort of a collage. I can't remember which one it was. But but then he sold a couple of other handful. Because he sold a couple a month ago before that for a couple of mil, which was like, whoa, this is – because he's just kind of a working artist that does graphic design work and website stuff and Beeple. That's it, Beeple. Beeple. Beeple, his name. And he's well known in the CGI circles of this guy who creates, you know, like 10 years or I think it's 10 years or five years um, every single day. That's that's good effort, like amazing stuff. And he does incredible stuff with like f- huge, disgusting Trumps over landscapes eating hamburgers and or <laughs> Elon Musk, just, yeah. yeah, things like this that were pretty cool and out there. And you're yeah, like, it. whoa. Um, but his stuff was sold for, yeah, 34 million, I think, 33 million. Wow. Who, uh, that is so much money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think a couple of things, not just one. What's your figure? Of what? Of like, what would it take mm-hmm. for for the rest of your life sure. to you just live the happiest, perfect existence? Well, my happiest, perfect existence would be a small designed house away from people. Mm-hmm. So if I have that, but you also got to have enough money to pay sure, for the future. So let's yeah, say, but, but that that's assuming that I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So I guess my assumption is no, but I'm still engaged doing something and. I would like to be doing something, getting something from it yeah. as well. So in my picture, I'm kind of like, well, as long as I have this, there's a lot of pressure off other stuff. Yeah. So really it's just to afford that. So yeah. I guess under a mill is easy. Like my no, mindset. So I'd, I'd say, because you've got to also you know, think about um, like giving yourself a universal great income. So I mean, let, if that's part of the Let's say thing, you need a hundred grand a year to, sure. to live your thing. So there's five million for 50 years of that. Plus, yeah. say, say, well, there you go, 51 but million see, could my be your scenario, But yeah, but my scenario would be I'm living away from the constraints of where I am now, which is a lot more expensive. Yeah. Then my idealised version is I'm not actually engaging in commerce that much. So really, yeah. if I'm set up how I would want to be, well, that figure is way down. So, yeah, if I was going to give you a figure, I don't know, and I think it would always feel lower than that. But of See, course, you could just round it up and go, yeah, 50 mil. That's, sure. that's what I think. I well, think. that's what I was just thinking. You didn't say, what's the bare minimum you could live off? Well, but no, just no, say, so, yeah. So it's because it, it, <laughs> But it'd be, yes, but I guess. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should have phrased it better. <laughs> but the only say, ter- 100 million bucks. Yeah. But the Next. only talking point. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, if you have enough, then it's easy. You're, you're actually saying, what's the lowest amount you could do? And for me, that, that's trying. I'm trying to sort of extrapolate that. Uh, well, I'm like need a lot. I'm a, well. My goal is to not want a lot mm. or need a lot. So I'm so therefore, I'm trying hobbies. to get it low. Whereas, in of course, 100 million. Yeah, sure. Of course, I could survive. Like that's yeah. not hard. Well, that's right. Yeah, but you're, you're not thinking just yourself here. I mean, you don't know what you're going to be interested in or what potentials you might want to see. Do thing. Blah 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 blah. Yes, uh, this feels like a sliding scale of like. Well, I could potentially be into anything. So I could really like starting in a Formula One. Uh, racing team, and so that's going to cost a lot of bread. So I'm going to really need a couple of billion dollars just to feel easy. Exactly. <laughs> so, what about you know a little bit of a safety net for you know flourishing 
into the unknown. Yeah, but that's not an exciting question. That's sort of a very, oh, yeah, give me as much as you, how much are you willing to give me? Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was an exciting question. I'm just putting, I'm just oh, inserting wow. the, the reason into it. <laughs> Thank you. There no, is a, it's, it's in, um, uh, remember the, the new Wall Street movie when that came I out? Didn't see that one, but yeah. Because there was a line in that where um, the, the character, the two stockbrokers are talking mm-hmm. and he turns to him and he goes, he says, everyone's got a number. Everyone's got that number that when they reach that figure, sure. they're willing to walk away from this because it's stressful. It's, you know, it's a terrible existence. And he turns to the guy and goes, what's your number? And the guy looks at him and grins and goes, more. Sure. And I think that's a, I think in, in the movie but what it does is a beautiful uh, like example of speaking to the psychology of the people that are involved in that. That I don't even think it's not that. about life. It's about this weird figure. Dude, I don't think it's that people. I think you nearly even touched on it then because I was going to, I'm not saying I'm exceptional, but I was thinking of what's my lowest and you're still going, yeah, but you could do more though. Like you might do what this and this and this, mm. so that kind of goes into that mindset. Oh, was I that? Well, I think you were kind of a, uh, approaching that of like, oh, but you might want to do this. Where I'm sort of like, oh, I'm trying to think, what's my minimum that I would need to get out of oh, it? No, no, I'm still talking minimums. Like, yeah. We're not saying that. We're not no. saying so five million would give you fifty years of a hundred grand a year income. Sure. So that you could cover, you know, food, yeah. bills, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. If I was smart, yeah. I would be working those numbers out and going, yeah, I'd probably want this, this, and this, and that. But I'm not. So in that <laughs> sense, I went, well, really, what would I be to content? be content? I wasn't really yeah. envisioning, well, I need to have the figures to have it for each year, and this would mean that there's, you know, four people in my family, and therefore I would just be like, oh, I need that thing, and then I can build other things. I'm more than happy to put effort into something, and build something else. Mm. I don't find money as a substitute for action. Well, definitely not. Yeah. But I think that's a very conventional idea, though, that money is a substitute for ideas, wants, uh, desires, feelings, all that sort of stuff, because it is. You can buy everything. Mm. You, if you want to feel outdoorsy, buy a Jeep, get a couple of harnesses, go climbing, hire a guide, and now you're an outdoorsman. Like, you've accomplished mm. it. You'll feel great and you'll feel like an outdoors person. I, I don't think Peter would count you as an outdoors No, you wouldn't, but that's not the question. You would and you're not interested what Pete thinks because you go back to other people who aren't doing that thing and I feel totally satisfied. <laughs> I've purchased the outdoorsman idea, lifestyle. I just, yeah, when, as soon as you started describing that, I pictured like 30 people I would meet a day. Yeah. Or like that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> There's a scenario that they did a study saying that if you got, you could have $75,000 per annum, that's mm-hmm. your salary. Yep. Um, assuming both scenarios, you're living in the same standards of living. So you don't have to worry about, oh, if I get more money, therefore I'm living better. No, no, you're living fine. Mm-hmm. It's just different to salaries compared to everyone else. So you can have 75000 a year and everyone else gets 50000 a year. Right. Or you can have 100000 a year and everyone else gets 100. Well, the medium income is 125000 mm. Which one do you want? People vastly chose the lower because they have more than everyone else. Mm. Seemingly was their motivator. Do you think not because they get more money? You would think. Well, wait a minute. If it's about money, it's about actual want and desire of having money. Yeah, you would have a hundred thousand. You're getting more money. Yes, but it's not because you're you're getting less than everyone else. But do you think there might be like a pragmatic view of looking at you know competitiveness for getting loans and competing with other people? I mean, again, like trying. I think I I don't know how they would word it worded the scenario, and they said, but I'm assuming their preface is on. Mm. No, no, everything is even. Yes, really, Mm. it's all it is. 
is that you're getting more money in your salary compared to yes. which one would do you think, it, which one do you feel like you would want more? Mm. Again, so many of those surveys are down to just the finer points of the question can reveal a lot and change a lot of the answers that we get from See, it. But this is also like the, pretty much the only world that I sort of goof around in where I feel like I understand the way a lot of people think about, you know, objects and stuff like that mm. is in watches and sneakers. Because mm-hmm. they're the two things that my, you know, this watch that I've got here does mm-hmm. exactly the same thing. Well, it does a lot more, but <laughs> it essentially tells the time just as well as yours. Mm-hmm. And yet is way more expensive. Is it? So there's no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Your shoes. Your shoes. They'll basically be pretty adequate. They're horrific. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should have picked yours. Um, I've got Ugg boots on, unfortunately. Perfect. It's not any class yet. That's, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, no, no, but we get these They're, they're, t- they're two, yeah. th- two things where, you know, if I, you know, Pete actually is, is the, the worst person to have mentioned on this because I was going to say, <laughs> if you could spend $10 on shoes. Mm-hmm. You could spend $10 on a watch. Mm-hmm. But so long as you've actually spent, you know, enough to get something that's nice, mm-hmm. then you're fine. And there's like yeah, a better tricky, way of looking at it. The point probably, that you just said is nice. A subjective mm. view upon what the value of that thing is. Yeah. yeah. So a, another way of looking at it is probably a, a better way. This watch. Give me the best way. This watch, right? Yeah. Um, is no worse than a $50,000 watch. Is it LCD? Uh, or is yeah. it an actual physical screen? No, it's a, yeah, it's a oh, I don't know. Smart. It's a display. Yeah. It's yeah, a okay. display. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but that's what I mean is. You know, you spend that little bit of money, mm-hmm. you get something that's good. Mm-hmm. Once you, you reach a certain level, things don't become better. No, sure. No. You know, they just become more expensive. They just become more sought after for whatever reason. I and think, I understand yeah. that with, like, I love... That's a really good generalisation upon how things are structured. There's yeah. going to be obviously differences, but yeah. It's like, like a T-shirt. Yes. You go and buy a $3 T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Or you go and buy a thirty dollars t shirt, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a big disparity between those or two. Or an eighty dollars t shirt from yeah. uh, Jan's Goulard from Patagonia, and you're going to get a t shirt that really yeah. lasts a long time. You buy yourself that eighty dollars t shirt, yeah. Or you buy yourself the five thousand dollars t shirt from like Givenchy, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. the quality disparity is yeah. nothing. Of course, they're pretty much as good as each other. What you're now paying for is the thing of yes, but I'm wearing this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that show-off thing. Mm-hmm. And the only areas where I really understand that is in watches and sneakers, where I I, I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't say that when it comes to cars, because you know, the more you spend on a car, the better the engineering, the better the technology. Like there's there's that weird thing that happens there until you get into ah. Oh, now I'm just painting myself. I don't know if corner. you are. I think you. I think people can find appreciation within each of these areas and you're going to pick out those points and you're like, yeah, it does this just this little bit better and I like the way they designed this and I can appreciate their philosophy here and you've, you know, you've built up this whole, all these things that gain you more value. And I think that's all it really is. There is probably legitimate wear and tear issues that totally are, are a thing. Like the psyche mm. of how they make a blender is one of the great examples. You can buy a juicer or a juicer. Now there's a $1,000, $1,500 juicer. There's a $600 juicer and there's a $200 juicer. Now, the difference between the $200 and the $1,500, decent. Like, yeah, you can see the difference. But the difference between the $600 and the $1,500, who 
pretty marginal. Mm. And certainly difference between the 600 and 200 are pretty marginal as well because you're in that middle zone. But people, and they make also the most profit from the $600 one. They know they make the most profit and that's designed to be that way a lot of times. That's a big generalisation in the marketplace. But there's that psyche of, yeah, we know a lot of people are going to do that and they look at $500 and go, whoa, mm. that's a bit hefty just for a juicer. But 600 oh, I like mm. nice things. Nice things feel good and I could probably get, I think, I think they've got my back, Revel. I think they're looking out for the small guy. <laughs> and so they're going to make me a really nice juice for 600 But really the difference that you're going to find is pretty marginal. It's the psyche of that consumption. Well, I, yeah. I just realised something mm. wonderful in the middle of that. that mm. um, right now Pete's wearing the VB sliders that you just showed. Do you, know, do you remember how much you paid for them? Sliders. Yeah, I heard this. I heard sliders. sliders for the yeah, first the time maybe two months yeah. ago. Didn't yeah. believe it. These, yeah. I think, are 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Something around there. Would, would, Watch 10. Would it be fair to say that a lot of... A lot experience, of, priceless. Yeah. Would, would it be fair to say that a lot of your favourite articles of clothing you've found in op shops and mm. stolen from people and, you know... Stolen. They're, yeah, they're kind of collected, right? Yes. So you describe most of the things that you... Um, you know, wear most of the things about your person. <laughs> wear. Yeah, wear. Yeah. yeah, wear. I wear them. The things um, that you exude yeah, from they're, your body. They're, they're, they're on the cheaper side, right? Monetarily, yeah. Yet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah monetarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yet I remember the day you came up to me at work to show me your brand new hiking boots oh, that I, sp- I think yeah. you, you paid north of $400 for. Yeah, that's usually the case. Yeah. Good pair of boots is something I'll always have. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Zambalands. There you go. Oh, what a beast. I'm on Scarpers now. Oh, yeah. Switch brands. I did. Oh. Don't worry. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a downgrade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but your shoes. I think, you know, you, 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 my experience, you I get what you pay for. I, mean, I do these, think you get good shoes. bomb proof. You can really see the. To a point. You get what you pay for to a yes. point. Yeah. I yeah, think it's, uh, but you say I don't know I enough about the these point. things. Yeah. I don't know anything about juices, so I can't comment. Sure, sure. I, I'm sure you're very well versed in the going on. No, I guess the only thing I'm well versed in no is idea. random articles I, I, of I information. Just, I imagined you sitting there going, like, "But it's a thing that you put the fruit on and you do that." I was oh, thinking the same thing. I pictured my little red plastic <laughs> one. Man, a fifteen hundred dollar one for this—that yeah, must be incredible. Made out of platinum. <laughs> but that's right. They, they, they do the job fine. But I, I, I still, I still think cars. Surely, this goes mm. against your theory. I mean, you do pay more, and you will get better cars the more you pay. So uh, where does where does uh, well, you okay. know? Here we go to a point. So yeah, if I was to give you the keys to a um, twenty nineteen Hyundai, mm-hmm. and told you to go for a drive. You would technically get a better drive in that than in a genuine Shelby GT race car, like one of the old Cobras. You technically get a better drive. It would would handle better. It would brake better. Right. You'd, the application you'd, of you'd, just you'd a, a roundabout to, drive, though. Yeah, you'd have you'd have air conditioning. You've had, like all those things. All those things are way better. Yet one of them you can pick up for forty grand. The other one's going to cost you millions. But surely the. the the GT, I mean, it, the people are buying it. It's probably like this incredible power, the speed. Well, the, the thing things. is that you get to sit in it, and the entire thing, it, you know, the entire time you're in it, it's trying to kill you. 
And, <laughs> you know, the everything's mechanical. You change the gear, you can feel the linkage. See, again, I can't argue like with you. I, I think don't that's, know I, Yeah, I think yeah. you're illustrating a point, but bad, badly, badly with yeah. the... Uh, <laughs> The example, but this is an example. But this is this. Let's go, this to, let's go to sorry. Uh, what's on my mind? Let's go to the BMW um, uh, f- ranges like you have, right? The Ute, the Ford Ranger. Yeah, but there's a BMW one that you can buy that is essentially, I believe, Mercedes. Sorry, yes, yep. Mercedes, yep. Yep. BMW, Mercedes, all the mm. same luxury brand. <laughs> Mercedes. It's a Ute. Yeah. And it's, I believe, pretty much the same chassis and engine from like a Mitsubishi or something. Uh, I think it was Isuzu. Or, uh, yes. Um, so you're buying, and, and again, it goes back to the price tag. You, you're not buying the quality of the product. You're buying the name brand, and I that's mean, it fine. Does look, like, have you seen the interior of them? They do yeah. look, the design of them is beautiful. But, sure. But it is that thing. But is it worth $80,000 difference? No. That interior? Here's, here's actually the one. This is the one I was talking about. With <laughs> Give a couple, me another example. A couple of car guys the other day we were talking <laughs> about this. Um, yeah, the Skoda. You know Skodas? Yeah. yeah. yeah so they're, they're great. Uh, like a moped scooter? Not a scooter. Oh, Skoda. Skoda. Um, Skodas are amazing and they tend to be bought by people that... Fords? A Holden? No, no, no. Skoda, Skoda is, is it's so under the VW banner. Oh, okay. So they're a VW company, but they're made Vauxhall in they're made in Czechoslovakia. Yep. Um, <laughs> They've got like a little emblem with a tree on it, I think, or something. Uh, yeah, little, I think it's a little bird. Uh, I think it's a deer. Oh, yeah, the little bird. I think it's yeah. a mushroom. Yeah, Skoda. S K Skoda. O D A. But yeah, made in made in Czechoslovakia. For anyone listening, I think they're a prime example because they're about thirty thousand dollars less. Than the equivalent Audi, mm-hmm. but people will buy the Audi because mm. then they've got an Audi, mm. and yet you're getting the same car. Yeah. It's just slightly rebadged. It's yeah. got slightly different design features, but the drivetrain, the powertrain, all that stuff, it's mm-hmm. it's virtually identical. So what are they buying? So oh, no, what's the reason for well, their purchasing decision? Do you think, Aiden? Well, that's what the I was chatting to the guy who's the does market research for VW. And well, sorry, no, he's he's high up in VW Group, but he he received the market research. Interesting. And he said too, what they found yeah. is that the people who are buying a Skoda yeah. tend to be um, highly educated professionals uh-huh. that have spent a long time deciding what to buy. Audis uh-huh. tend to be a snap thing and are very showy. Skodas a lot. Oh, sorry, more the people who are buying this. Co- oh, okay. Yeah, they'll research it and they'll go. Uh-huh. Oh, hang on. But if I compare the Audi to the Skoda, mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff, like it says the same engine. It says the same. Well, these things are pretty much the same. They'll take mm-hmm. it for a drive and go, this drives the same as yeah. the Audi. But man, this Audi leather the inside is real nice. Yeah. And everyone wants the, the four, uh, four rings, or sprung dirge technique. They're the ones with the circles. As uh, the yes, emblem, they're, the, they're yeah. uh, an yeah. Olympic brand. That's not where it comes from, though, is it? <laughs> Surely. You looked convincing. Hmm. Just oh, say right. with conviction. Are we going to talk about Audi? <laughs> <laughs> That's like Pete's temp- temper tantrum. We've been on this subject too long. Yeah, Can we finish that now? No, no. I mean, I you want to talk about talking about Audi? I, I, I just want to explore. Pick a topic. I, pick a topic. No, it's not that formulaic. <clears throat> we should naturally just you know ebb and flow into the recesses of this river that'll flow us down to what? conversation to conversation. My muffler, I think it's the problem in my car, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Do you or anyone you know, your brother, mm-hmm. if you're watching, it? can he help me fix it? I just, <laughs> I just need a jack to get under my car to unscrew it or tighten it up. 
fixed the muffler. What what's, do you it, think? what's it doing though? Well, I've been YouTubing and I've been fixing my own car. I put yeah. new spark plugs in, changed yep. the, all the air hoses and stuff, yep, did like all it. that. Yep. And if the air gets in, makes it a little bit crappy. Yep. Okay? Still a problem. I think it's the muffler and the emissions lights keeps coming on. I think it's the muffler. So I want to Your tighten up emission my muffler. light keeps emission. coming on. So the engine light that comes on because your emissions are too high. So I want to fix my muffler. Okay. I need to jack it up, get under there carefully, screw it in tightly, tighten up. Otherwise, it's probably else. going to be pretty tight. Because if you're getting a sensor, then that's going to be well forward of the muffler. Well, I looked into it and apparently it will show up. Even, really? yeah, past the sensor. Well, that's right, because the sensor's there, then it all goes and out she goes. However, apparently, it will somehow... Does it sound like louder it than normal? Well, it's always sounded the same. That's the problem. I don't know. I have oh, nothing okay. to compare it to. Mm, okay. A neophyte would say such things, but I'm sure there's a sound difference. Mm. <laughs> anyway, I don't think we're getting anywhere from that. But anyway, have a think about it. Okay, I'll I'd love, it to, up love to explore that with you one day. Mm. Well, I guess it would be the muffler. There'd still be a backage. There's some sort of block. It's going to run backwards up and then probably fulfill the Yeah, that's what I was just confused about, the tightening. Because I would have thought tightening would be trying to prevent extra gases getting out. Well, that's right. I mean, in, in my mind, it goes out. So if it's not tightened, it'll just release it earlier than down the pipe. Emissions. So the problem is, well, there's I mean, air getting into the uh, into the fuel. Oh, not the fuel, but the you know the stuff that. <laughs> I'm really struggling here. Yeah. So all the hoses are all tight. No oxygen skidding in. I don't think the only thing left is the muffler. Apparently, that can be a cause of it. I don't know how. That's what I looked up. That's what I found out. So okay. people buying watches that are overpriced. Um, I want to get back to that. Yeah. I don't like that the trend of luxury items into everyday use has been with us for now quite a while. I think Apple is a big part of that factor. Mm -hmm. Like an Apple Watch, for instance. Yeah. Not a cheap piece of gear, right? It's pretty expensive. Most people get on a plan probably though, I'm going to assume, you know, maybe. Mm. I don't think. I would say at the gen being generous, half of the people buying an Apple Watch are buying it outright and the other one are probably on a plan, mm -hmm. throwing in with their mobile or something. So they're like $400 baseline, I think. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like baseline. Uh, really? Do I really want that one? Yeah, yeah. So so that my point is, but if you said to somebody, yeah, I've got a $400 watch, they're like, what are you wanker like why do you have really? this luxury oh dude i think in okay circles in trouble. circles that you're in yes i think circles you flow in a bit more are more interested in having a good watch and there's probably some legitimate reasons for that um being in stunts and the people in there i mean i think they appreciate certain aspects mm. of things that are more expensive for reasons that you think are justified and maybe not mm. but i think in general the general public Okay, let's yeah. broaden your perspective, not just from the people I know, but extend it outwards into everyone else mm. as best as we can. I don't think that would be a common thing. If you said this is this watch is a t tag four hundred dollars, people are like, oh, wow, well, here's, here's, here's the thing. So for you guys, so, what price would make an expensive watch? Uh, anything over two hundred, two hundred dollars. Anything over two hundred, yeah, two fifty. Yeah, just trying to think of when I use the watch. Yeah, look, fifty is a bit mad. 
$100, definitely not. <laughs> See, I'm, this is what I mean about different perceptions. Like For sure. me, an expensive watch is anything over fifteen grand. But a watch but is what's an expensive what's, watch. What's a, a moderate watch? Moderate watch, a grand. But a watch to me is a utilitarian or. thing. It like just does the time. Like that's, that's it. That's a $1,000 watch. Like the, um, yeah, but with the difference that you're getting between it, I'm going to say is bullshit. Between, because the thing you can afford in that watch from 1000 to 1500 is marginal. How much does your watch cost? Uh, he well, said over a thousand. You well, drop that. It was. It was a when I bought it. <laughs> Good face. I bought, it, I bought right. it on. I bought it on sale for. Um, I think I paid about eight hundred. Yeah. Oh, you cheap bastard! What does it? What does it do? Uh, it's constantly monitoring my heart rate. It's GPS tracking. It's yeah. It, it's actually got a lot of yeah, a lot of crazy functions. Okay. I like how maybe the last one of those functions is you said time. You didn't actually say time. I didn't say time no, at all. No, you didn't say no. time at all. Time's a It's always Pete. been time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. I get I get messages on it, so I can like when I'm rigging and stuff like that. If I, I get a message, I can check it and go. Oh, do I need to get down from the roof, or can I keep working? I love examples mm. that exemplify justification. Are always the most extreme ones. You don't get the most common ones that would would you think would justify a reason. You get the one that doesn't happen much. But oh, sounds way more convincing. No, I mean I can even doesn't be, happen all the time. I'll be in the middle. How of much? Twenty four okay. hours a day. <laughs> a lot. Here's a great example. This happened the other day. <laughs> I was actually standing there on set. So two days ago. This is so forty eight hours have passed. This is uh, well, yeah, because I haven't been at work seventy two for two days. Okay, so at least forty eight hours. Yeah. Okay, yesterday it happened. I wasn't technically at work. <laughs> yeah, I was helping my brother with moving things. Uh huh. My my watch goes. Did it? Yeah. You dropped I looked, everything. I looked at it and went... Broke your brother's stuff. Um, yep, I need to get back to them right now. Yep. And I turned to my brother and I went, sorry, I've got to quickly deal yep. with something. So your family obligations are overrun by an anonymous person who texts you out of nowhere to demand you to come uh, in a non-personal manner. Yeah, well, they were a person that owed me money and they <laughs> okay, were getting well, back to me. Better. So I was like, yeah, I, I, I want to talk to this person. Yeah. Yeah, so it allows me to prioritise things. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, uh, I, recently I went into a, a store with my girlfriend and she was mm-hmm. looking at, at jewellery. Mm-hmm. And we were there to look at necklaces for her and look at rings. And she's looking at this designer that she quite liked, that she'd been researching. And so, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really nice. I looked over the wall and I was like, oh, I like that, that Tissot watch. That's, that's kind of nice. Went up, went, can I have a look at that? And she pulled it out of the camera. I went, there you go, bought it. Um, and that was like did, on did. a whim. I did. Uh huh. And that was a $500 watch. Sure, but that's, you're a lunatic. So. <laughs> <laughs> Value propositions are obviously all different. Mm. They're based upon so many factors. Yeah. But I, for instance, like cars, I think are a good one. I'm not a car guy, mm. but I can I, ju- I can appreciate good engineering and design and go that's a that's a that's an amazing piece of engineering that human beings have come together to make. And I can totally love that and go that's a fantastic. Mm. But then he said, Does, is that worth X amount? Seeing that what that money is to the world, I think that's the difference between when you are totally insular within your world or maybe you try and step outside the look of it and go, actually not. Like that's someone, that's three people's wages that do incredible work that don't get paid enough. We're now getting onto something that's very interesting was as I was paying for it, mm. um, Maya sort of went to me, are you just buying that on a whim? I went, I saw it, I like it. And I went, I mean. Hey, that's why you're here, I like but, you. But then I said. <laughs> <laughs> And then I said to her, uh, I went, I mean, at the end of the day, that's, 
you know, how much I got paid for going for my COVID test. Um, you know, because I got a I got a wage for, sure. for doing that. Sure. And you know, we were so flippant. I don't know you're, so, you're helping your argument. We we're so, here, but we're okay. so blase yeah. about the yeah. about the how much it actually was to me. Meanwhile, I'm standing right in front of the the you know Actually, retailer, yeah, you know, the girl who's working, yeah, getting paid minimum wage. Sort. Yeah, that's the job I've done. Sure, I remember standing on that side of the counter, and you were like, when I was on, you're still Jenny from the block. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like that person yeah. that came up and dropped five hundred for a watch and a whim. <laughs> One day, I'm going to be that. No, person. I rem- I actually remember because the whole point of it was. Mm. Maya actually mentioned it to me afterwards and mm. then I we spoke about it at length mm. about how both of us at the exact same moment realised mm. that we'd sort of been so casual and so flippant about the amount of money right in front of someone who... I mean, both Maya and I have worked years in retail. Sure, sure. We both stood there and we were yeah. like, how is it that we didn't realise beforehand that yeah. we were going to feel like such dicks yeah. when we did that? And, um, yeah, it was – because, I mean, like I say, I do remember being mm. in those situations where I'm selling this thing that I'm never going to be able to afford, mm. you know, or that was the way that it, it you know, felt back then. So you bought a piece – you bought a cheap piece of shit one in your category that we did before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, by my category, that's a cheap watch. Like um, my, you know – So let's not get ahead of ourselves, right? No. Like a, a you know a, a five to ten thousand dollar Breitling, yeah, yeah. I think, is being a, a pretty good price for a watch. Uh, yeah, but I mean that goes to like a great example of be an heirloom. I'd, I'd give yeah. it. I'd give it to my daughter. Like it, I'd pass it down. Like yeah. you know, like the my G Shocks and stuff like that. They're not going to go to to Willow, but if <laughs> I was to spend <laughs> ten grand on a Breitling, that'd go to Willow. <laughs> G Shock. Yeah, I mean, it all gets, it goes, I guess it's that you're, you're conditioned for the environment you're in and you become conditioned uh, better, the, well, I think, the longer you're in. Like you're saying, I, I, we did retail or scenario for so long, I would have looked at people in this scenario and said, oh, that's not me or I never would have been there. Mm. Um, and now you are and that now you are is just overlooked because, well, because you are not in that now. So therefore, why would you look at that? We're, we only see the world by the, you know, the lens through the, the experience we observe. And we're all observing them through the conditions that are imposed on us. And if you don't have to be in a retail store, you're not going to see it through the eyes of a retailer. Because you've also had those – what you don't want to get grouped into is the people that you encounter in retail that are just assholes. um, Sure, but justifiably though, I've got to say there's – Maya (laughs) used to work for – because she was a design student, she worked for quite a good um, retail, you know. Uh, outlet and she had a guy at one point that was in the store Mm. and she had just told him the the benefits of this particular piece of clothing he's looking at and then his wife comes over and he turns around and just regurgitates the benefits that she said back to his wife and his wife goes okay yeah and he turns to her and he goes see i mean if i hit rock bottom i could end up here as well and she was like oh that's really nice yes you're quite adept at repeating things aren't you yeah douchebag and so you don't want to be grouped into that category, I think. As someone who's... Yeah, but I don't think that's the same category. That's just a douchebag. As someone who's worked in retail and does... Uh, and this is another big thing. I, I can is, be a super nice billionaire. Yeah. Like th- that's not contrary to the conditions of being a nice human being is having money. No, but I think... I the, think it does lean a certain way the, and has tendencies, but... The biggest, know, I think, takeaway from it is understanding that all people actually have equal value. You know, there's... 
Yes. Just because you've currently got more money in your pocket than the person standing on the other side of the counter doesn't mean you're more valuable than them. I don't think that's actually the way society actually views that, though. A lot of people, I think, do, though. You, uh, don't, you don't think that... View, us, view people as being equal or that society views us equally? You don't think that when, when we were working together... Yes. There were people that were looking down on us. Of course, they were. Yeah, that's well, that's my point. Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, yeah. No, and I'm agreeing with that. I I don't think society does that. Yes, our goal should be, but the way we certainly in the West structure our society, Australia. I think Australia really much so. Like we're a really classist society. You know, I mean, classless or classist, classist. classist sorry. Yes, yeah. yeah. I need some of that diction training from yourself or from TAFE. What is that? A like a weird dig? <laughs> What? It sounded like really insulting. No, it was like two <laughs> in it's, it's because my mate, my mate, my mate Jake, whenever I, I name drop the school that I went to, he yeah. goes, you said TAFE wrong. No, it's, it's just this constant little voice I have in the Tough back eight. of my head. Going, no, so when I, when I, people go, do you study acting? I go, yeah, yeah, I went to NIDA. This little, like, he pops up beside me and goes, you said TAFE wrong. It is, yeah. That's a great inside joke if I knew it before it happened. I Um, I mentioned it in one of the previous episodes, so I thought maybe you'd picked up on it. But you'd, yeah, one ear out the other. I'm busy editing. Yeah, get busy life. (laughs) (laughs) Out of time for you shelving comedic moments. Um, I have no idea what my point was. I don't think it matters anyway. Addiction. It's a good. It was about classless. Yeah, Australia, classist. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I, I, I think I think what I took from that is mm. um, you're well, you're discussing if people feel some sort of entitlement or higher tier because of their socioeconomic standing. Yeah, I, I, I think yes. they do. I think I think, I, think I found myself yeah. in that category, um, you know, and after the fact, actually, sort of digested it and went, "Oh, I'm a dick," mm. you know. Mm. <laughs> I, I used to love when, when you and I would be doing our delivery runs mm. and you'd just see these people that are basically walking past a truck watching guys throwing bits of wood into a barrow. Mm. And then as they walk past, they suddenly realise that we're discussing sexism in politics. Sure. And that you'd get people just doing double takes going, oh, these guys, shouldn't they be like... I think even the way you walk is uh, uh, showing that. Right, the the simple fact of like having continent of having a, a way of carrying yourself can bypass so much of that, or mm. and just eyeline, you know, the the posturing of like walking through somewhere doing something remedial that wouldn't be looked down upon, because it is looked agree. down upon, and most of those people justly so as well, because I think if you are trying to do that thing every day and you want to engage with other human beings, mm-hmm. and they won't give you that time of day, that's a wearing you out. So what do you do? You don't engage. You step back and you become an asshole retailer, mm. like you said. <laughs> and justly so. Fuck yeah. Of course you would. Yeah. There's other pieces of trash that, well, that's a bit harsh, but other human beings that are conditioned by the scenarios that they're in and fortune or not view you differently, rightly or wrongly. Um, yeah. yeah. It's so a slippery slope. To it is. You know, to find yourself in a situation and only, uh, well, find resentment towards everyone else as opposed to, well, I, I guess the idea is, you know, um, if you're, socioeconomically yes down here down the bottom here it's easy yeah thank you marginalized it's easy to just tear people down rather than build yourself up sure um i see i've seen people do that a lot i've done it Mm. horrible um i'm starting to not particularly care i guess (laughs) 
I, I guess it yeah, doesn't think, matter. What really matters to me is, I, I know it sounds a bit cheesy, it's just kindness. Um, you it know, does. Just, it, just yeah. be kind to yourself Empathy. and be kind to the people be around kind you. to everybody. And, you know, and over time I just... I, I, the, the right people, you know, yes. if I if I give my as authentic self as possible, you start to see that you will get an authentic uh, environment around you. And outside of that, I just don't want to give the energy to or worry so yeah, much yeah. about. However, it's, it is unfortunate to go into a place and mm. feel people, people really struggling with this disparity between them, who they think they are, and who they think others are as well. Mm. It's very mm. sad. And uh, This has been The Journeyman Collective. This has been Season 1, Episode 3. We very much thank you for being with us today. Um, you can find us on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash The Journeyman Collective, also on patreon.com slash Journeyman Collective. If you would like to partake, of course, everyone has a Patreon channel, so why not us as well? Um, we're just going to kick it around for a while, have some guests on, talk some stuff. Uh, this is going to be an eat fries or Sunday night thing. I think we'll be posting these. This is all pre-posting. You know, we're going to get some in the bag before we do. Does but Pete have social media yet? No, it's not. No. And his banner for his uh, identification is um, commenting on that mm. proudly. Got your side, Pete. Yeah, I like it. Thanks, boys. Um, that's it for us. I hope you have a fantastic weekend or rest of the week because it will be on a Sunday night. Sunday, mm. Sunday night, 7 Start p.m. Start the week strong. Yeah, it's, it might not no. be 7 p.m., but it's going to be, I think, 7 p.m. show. Kind of a good time to premiere at Sunday night. Mm. Nice test hour. the waters, test the analytics. Sounds good. Yeah. And um, I hope you have a fantastic week. We're just getting used to this situation anyway, but, you know, each each uh, episode is stronger and stronger than the next, so mm. that's hopefully our goal anyway. So. Thanks, boys. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Pete.